Okay, so grade four today is Tuesday, June the 16th. If you're following along in the read aloud, The Terrible To Get Worse, we are on chapter 17 today. After the fire, Bertram Barkin got a new nickname. The students of Yawnee Valley Science and Letters Academy were divided into two groups. Most thought Barkin had heroically extinguished the blaze single-handedly. Some believed, but couldn't prove, that he set the fire himself. It didn't matter what side you were on. Now pretty much everyone called Barkin Principal Invincible. Don't call him that, said Holly. She was sitting behind the table of cakes. Cupcakes, carrot cakes, coffee cakes, tea cakes, pound cakes, angel food cakes, pineapple upside down cakes, red velvet, whoopie pies. It was a bake sale. To Holly's right was a metal cash box. To her left was an open book of poetry, one that was not assigned schoolwork. She read from the book when the bake sale was slow. Stuart was at the front of the line. Scotty was right behind him, impatiently eyeing the flan. And the flan is a type of dessert. Miles and Nels were off to the table side, hanging out near Holly, which was something they often did at lunch. When things got busy, they offered help Holly didn't need. Otherwise, they sat there while she read. Don't call him what, said Stuart. Principal Invincible. But everyone calls him that. I don't, said Holly. Neither do I, said Miles. Me neither, said Miles. Why not, said Stuart. It rhymes. Holly shook her head. Nobody is invincible. What if he is, though, Stuart said. Like, once I played this video game and he had to fight this one boss and he was invincible. That means, like, you can't destroy him, right? What if Principal Barkin's like that? What video game, Miles asked. Oh, man, said Stuart, I can't remember. But the boss was so scary. It was this giant spider and it was covered in armor and your arrows couldn't pierce the armor. And it released tiny spiders from its mouth. It was nutso. Miles bit into a Madeline. Did the spider have eyes? I'm thinking a Madeline's a type of chocolate bunny. It had so many eyes. Did the eyes flash? Yeah, right before it spat the tiny spiders. You have to shoot the eyes when they flash. Oh, Stuart pounded his forehead. I didn't even try that. See, said Holly, nobody's invincible. I guess. Stuart's right, though, Niles said. I am surprised Principal Barkin hasn't cancelled the dance. Holly shut her book, allowing Niles to glimpse the cover. Collected poems of Emily Dickinson. Think about it, guys, said Holly. This dance is a tradition. Barkin's great-grandfather held the first dance in 1894, and there's been one every year since. Miles and Niles nodded. Holly grinned. Everyone has a weakness, and what's Barkinson's weakness? Tradition, family honor, all that. So I'm going to exploit that weakness, and this school's going to get to do something fun. Sort of fun, said Stuart. What, said Holly? I mean, nobody loves the dance. The student parrot dinner dance was typically the least popular event hosted by the student council. That's because it was a dance with parents. Also, the dinner was bad. It was always the same, soft spaghetti. But it wasn't true that nobody loved the dance. The parents loved it. Why are you still here, Stuart? Can I get my money back? This cupcake's really dry. Hey, I made that cupcake, Miles said. Stuart looked at Miles. Well, it's dry. No refund, said Holly. You can exchange it for anything in this section. Stuart grabbed a strudel and left. What does he know, Holly said. Totally, said Miles, like Stuart suddenly Dr. Cupcake and we're supposed to just trust him on how dry stuff is? No, thank you. I meant about the dance, said Holly. For Holly, throwing the dance had become enormously important. It was only it was the only extracurricular event left on the school calendar. The student-parent dinner dance was an affront to power, a glimmer in the dark, an arrow in the spider's eye. Josh clad in a cap, khaki cap and Niles' the sash cut the line. Hey, said Scotty, no cuts. And cuts means like butted into the line. Josh pointed at the sash. School helper, I don't have to follow the rules. Actually, said Niles, a school helper's job is to make sure the rules are followed, and it's important to lead by example, so you should probably... Be quiet, Nimbus, said Josh. I'm not here to talk to you, or this Nimbus, or this Nimbus. I'm not here to talk. I'm here to pick up this money. Josh reached for the cash box. Holly slammed down the lid and left her hand on top of it. What? she asked. 
the money nimbus. This is a student council fundraiser, which means this is student council money and you're not on the student council. I'm commandering the cash nimbus. This money is being redirected to the school helper fund. But Josh said now, school helper is a volunteer position and doing the job doesn't really cost any money. So Nimbus said, Josh, the only reason I'm not handing you a detention right now is professional courtesy for a former school helper. But school helpers can't hand out detention, said Niles. Now they can. Josh pulled out a pack of pink slips from his pocket. He found through them. Boom. Niles frowned. Anyway, said Josh, I told you, I'm not here to talk. I should be helping the school. So Holly, could please hand over the money. Not going to happen. Josh grabbed the handle. So did Holly. Well, said Josh, I guess we should take this man to the principal, who is also my grandfather. I guess we should, said Holly. With her free hand, Holly put up a sign that said, Bake sale closed. Back soon. Josh and Holly marched down to Barkin's office, carrying the cash box between them. Darn, said Scotty. I really wanted some plan. Holly and Josh stood in front of Principal Barkin's desk. They'd each finished telling their side of the story. Josh, said Principal Barkin, please leave. Josh stood up and reached for the cash box. Leave the box, Josh, said Principal Barkin. But grandfather, Principal Barkin winced. Josh tried again. But Principal Barkin, you are dismissed. Holly smirked at Josh while he made his exit. Barkin reclined. He scratched his mustache. He smiled. Holly, he said, I'm glad you came to my office. Me too, said Holly, and thank you, sir. I know Josh is your grandson, but that was ridiculous. He can't just go around taking student council money. Why, of course he can. What? Of course he can, and I'm glad he did. Holly, it's my understanding that last year... On a technicality, you defeated my grandson in the race for school president. Am I correct? Yes. Of course I am. I respect that, Holly. I always respect a power grab. I don't know if I'd call it a... But you grabbed power from the wrong person. You grabbed power from a Barkin. Principal Barkin leaned forward and rested his elbows on the desk. You have to understand, Holly. When a Barkin has been a student at this school, he has been class president. That is a tradition. A tradition of power. It's a tradition you broke with your power grab. And although I respect the power grab, that doesn't mean I like it. And I certainly don't like the grabber. Am I being clear? Yes and no, said Holly. Barkin sneered. You have a smart mouth, Holly Rash, and I don't like that either. But let me give you a little lesson in power. Josh can take the student council's money whenever he wants to. That's stealing. No, that's commandering. Do you know the difference between commandering and stealing? When the powerless take, it's stealing. When the powerful take, it's commandering. But I'm the class president, Holly said. Yes, and Josh is a school helper. But that's just some dumb job Niles made up a few years ago. That may be so, but I've reorganized the power chart. Do you know what a power chart is, Holly? It's a diagram that describes the flow of power through a school. Here is the power chart when school helper was, as you say, just some dumb job. Principal Barkin drew on a legal pad. And on the pad he writes, principal, then below that class president, then powerless students, and school helper. Barkin tore off the page and started again. But look at this. Now he has principal, school helper, powerless students, including class president, who is you, Holly Rash. But you can't just redraw a chart and change the way the whole school works, Holly said. Of course I can, said Principal Barkin, who is at the top of both charts. Holly sighed. That was a rhetorical question, Holly. Who is at the top? The principal? That's right, the principal. All power at this school flows from the principal, including the power to draw power charts. And now that school helper is such a powerful position... We needed to create a school helper fund, which will allow Josh to better enforce school rules. We're in something of a state of emergency here, Holly, in case you haven't noticed. Before I came, rules were being broken nilly-willy. It was havoc, and I must restore order. That takes money. But these are funds for the student-parent dinner dance. Barkin leaned farther forward. He was more than halfway across his desk. Yes, he said, the student-parent dinner dance. A silly tradition and one that has outlived its usefulness. 
I would have canceled it, but parents love it. And in a time of emergency, I can't spend all day fielding phone calls from angry parents telling me how to run my school. Parents do not run a school. The principal runs a school. Unfortunately, many parents don't understand that, and these are people to whom I loathe speaking. And so I thank you, Holly. Why? Because the cancellation of this year's dinner dance is not on my hands, it's on yours. Holly took a few steps back. How does this sound, said Barton, leaning forward even more? I'm afraid that the student council failed to raise the funds necessary to hold the school dance. Sad, really. And with budget cuts, blah, blah, blah. You get the idea. Now please take this cash box to the cafeteria and hand it over to my grandson. You are dismissed. By the time Holly returned to the bake sale table, a long line had formed. Josh was plumping himself up at the front, shining one of his medals with his shirt sleeve. Hello, Holly, he said. She handed over the box. Here. Thank you, Madame President, said Josh. He got behind the table and took down the poster Holly had made the night before. Now, he said, who wants some cake? Proceeds help me help the school. Scotty stepped up and selected a flan. Scotty said, Holly, don't. That money is just going to Josh. Scotty shrugged. I'll pay whoever has the flan. Holly slumped against the wall. What happened in there, Niles asked. Holly said, principal invincible, cancel the dance. <laughs>